Is that Flaco Jimenez? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kidney dialysis. Fucking Texas tornadoes. In San Benito, when you drive in, uh, if you're driving down south to like Matamoros, Brownsville, right, tip of right. Texas, uh, in San Benito, his pitcher is on a water tower coming into town. Of course it is. Of course it is. Here on the streets of Bakersfield. Hey, you don't know me, but you don't like me. I saw. I saw. Flaco Jimenez in a little enchilada house, just in shirts, Texas. That's racist. (laughs) (laughs) His cousin, I guess, owned the enchilada house, and uh, you a gig, fucker. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. It was great. He is. I think he's still alive, isn't he? He is. Holy shit! They have to take a kidney dialysis machine with him. I'm not even kidding. Well, he's got to be old as shit. And the amount of beer that dude has probably drank. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he, he is a flaco. He's he's a skinny little fucker. That's amazing. He's played with all kinds of people. Yes, he has. Yep. Yes, he has. That's well, he was those... a studio musician for very... He was a studio fucking uh, squeezebox player yeah. for a long well, time. Well, it's like steel guitar players. They're hard to... It's fucked to find, and if you're pretty good at it, really, that's what burns me up about my friend that just couldn't keep it together uh, upstairs. He's a great steel guitar player. Tons of fucking opportunity there. Isn't it, nobody else can do it. Isn't but, it weird how that... I have an old friend from high school. His name is Dave, uh-huh. and he's not he's not great upstairs. The dude showed up at my house with a violin. I, w- I was taking a trip out to Vegas. And he was going to house sit for me for the week. Mm. And he brought a violin because he wanted to learn the violin. Mm. By the time I got back, which was a week later, the dude was proficient in the damn violin. Matt Young, frequent contributor, learned guitar in in that same amount of time. Well, it was six months for him, but I've never seen anybody get it that fast. Yeah, just pick it up. Just fucking pick it up. Some people are just, they're wired to... If you get lucky enough to find that out early, you can make a bunch of money yeah. doing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If not, it's a hobby. But you, you kind of got to be young. Uh, let's be honest. It's young man's game. It's young there, man's bro. game. Being a musician is a young man's game. And if you establish yourself early and young, yeah. you you literally have a road paved for you. Yeah. Shit's changed. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, I've got to do our thing here. Oh, let's do it. Uh, episode 54 of the Jello Podcast at Jello Podcast. We, we're sure that's our Twitter handle, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, you've been wrecking some fairly proficient shop lately on Twitter. Thanks for handling that. There's been a little bit of um, of uh, psychological, um, what is it, uh, purging on there lately. Oh. I oh, have been. Yeah, that's, been. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I have been. I've been kind of showing myself out there. I got no fucking credit for that Chappie Sinclair. Well, one person. Blast. What I he was loved it when I saw that. Planned Parenthood. I, it's so timely. It's a great fucking joke. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody steals that shit. I, I saw it. I saw it that next morning. I was oh, like, oh, genius. Man. Fucking genius. What's worse is uh, 
being that we share the same Twitter handle, you can't like your own posts. That's you can. It just seems weird yeah. to fucking do that. Well, what I was really worried about, honestly, because I'm a shithead, was that somebody <laughs> would think that you made that joke and then be like, "Bob, that was damn funny, boy. You really <laughs> shocked that." I'm shocked. You can. Uh, I think it's fairly evident the difference between our tweets. I think you're right. Uh, some some mine nights, have punctuation. <laughs> and syntactical errors are kept to a minimum. Yours, however, uh, they're all over are the place. A little Trumpian in nature. They are and dirty boisterous. As fucking normally <laughs> involve your cock and ball somehow. They do. They do. Oh, oh! Uh, I actually tweeted one of my favorite fucking tweets, which was, yeah. When I look at my dick, I think, oh, I could totally do porn. And then when I look up at my face in the mirror, I go, no, nope, no, you can't. can't no, no. <laughs> If you're listening to the podcast, thank you. Tell your friends about it. We're happy to have you. Yeah, absolutely. If there's something you don't like on the podcast... Uh, Fuck off. L- I was going to say, <laughs> like Bob up. And leave me out of it. Uh, our new format for 2016 is still loose. I only have one bad ad for you. You have new oh, music for oh, me. I do. And I uh, do. folks. Yeah. On cable, when you go on the channel guide and you click on a movie... It gives you a two-sentence description yeah, a lot of times. gives you the info. There's a lot of movies that I that are older. I'm not going to take the time to see them, but they are well-known movies, and I'm left out of conversations because I of I totally them. forgot about this. Yeah, You're going so, to quiz me on movies. Right, so I'm kind of asking from you. Um, I'm, I'm going to play, play the cable guide for you is yes. what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the info guide. Now, a lot of people are going, oh, he's going to try to throw him curveballs and, and some obscure shit. No, that's not what I'm here to do. I, on everybody who's listening's time, I need to know this shit. <laughs> but there are some fairly uh, obvious ones. Um, you know what a theremin is? I do. It was um, Pet Sounds is one of the very first mm-hmm. albums that the theremin was introduced in. It's played uh, with the motion of your hands. Yes, and it's uh, it uses basically use electromagnetic energy. Is I think. It, yeah, I believe it, so. It senses the difference. One of my favorite theremin players. Oh, I really wish I could remember. I, I'm trying to remember the band, and I can't. Led remember Zeppelin it now. used the shit out of the thing. Yes, yeah, and the Beach Boys did also. <gasps> That's yeah. right, and yeah. I didn't know oh, that. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Good vibrations. That's yep, right. yeah. And in fact, um, when Brian Wilson did that album, that kind of comeback album, Smile, or was it Smile or Shine? I cannot remember oh, fuck, the name. I can't of it. either, but yeah. He found the exact theremin that was used in Good Vibrations and used it in that album, which really? I thought was pretty cool. The theremin to he... me is like the organ. It is what it it is what it is. If you can incorporate it right, good for you. But in, in fact, if you can incorporate it the right way, you won't know it's there. I didn't right, know Zeppelin. Right. I didn't know they were using that. I didn't know what the fuck it was. In fact, you telling me that told news to me. Really? Did not know at all that they use a thermos. There you go. Well, anyway, I was watching this uh, TED Talks thing, and uh, there's this guy, Chris Vick from Australia, and he does a, a full body theremin kind of thing. So he's made the computer track, you know, his. Anyway, really? He makes, uh, if he moves his hand out to the right, the the tempo slows. This this changes the pitch, and this changes the notes. And he, Anyway, it's pretty cool. It's cool. Or but I was very it? high when I went. <laughs> uh, Playboy. It's, it's cool, ahead. but will it ever 
Probably never. Yeah, yeah. That that will never be something that's going to be used. No. It, that, truly, that's his fifteen minutes of fame because <laughs> those TED talks are about fifteen minutes long. Playboy's new new look. Um, I still take it. It's without nudes. I'm going to show it to you later. I don't have it here on the table because I didn't want you to. Uh, I'm very excited, actually. Uh, I have one stupid drink from GQ, and then we're out. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and um and I'm going to go ahead and say this. I bet you that Playboy, with its non-nude format, is still is better. Well, I think so. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm willing to bet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get to it now. (laughs) Okay. All right. What do you remember from Playboy? Okay. Um. Well. First of all, when I was younger, one of the big deals was that my parents, and I'm talking about when I was, you know, six, seven, eight, nine years old. First of all, we always had pornography in the house. But one of the big things was in our front room, we literally had my mom and dad had a stack of Playboys in the front room. Uh, my light reading. My, uh, well, Hurricane Alicia in Houston, when that hit, that was uh, 83, I think, 83, 84, maybe at the latest. Um, I remember Hurricane Alicia, Playboy kind of got me through that because that was my dad said, you can go ahead and read these. You can go ahead and take a look at these. I was young, but he let me, he let me take a look. Well, you're cooped up in the house for fucking three days during a goddamn hurricane, you know. Um, I, uh, was it taboo to you then in the environment I was raised in? No. Yeah. I was going to say yeah. probably less so since he said, okay. Yeah. My, he took the, 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 Ooh, off of it. Yeah. Yeah. My, my parents were always extremely, as you can tell from my, per- my parents were always very, very open mm. with, uh, with, uh, the sexual conversation. So was it taboo? No, not really. No, no. But it was fantastic to well, fucking look at. It was great. It's funny that you say that. So here here it is. The feel's different oh. even. I already like it. Yep. Um a couple a couple comments. The, much like them saying to you, Here, take a look at this. It's like when they took the nudes out of this, like, so, see, you didn't need it anyway. There's so much porn available online. Let's take some good pictures. The photography is really it's better. better. It's a lot better. Is they really quit better. Trying to be so artsy with it. Another thing they did. You know, one thing that uh, Rolling Stone did that made them different. The guy that uh, I can't remember who it is that sort of brought it to prominence. He said, "What we're going to make our how we're going to differentiate ourselves is we're going to make the magazine bigger." Oh, so with Jan Werner. Jan Werner. Yeah, yeah, Hallelujah. yeah. So he said, that, so you'll notice this is bigger. Oh, it is. Yep. And the, they knew also, it's it's in the editorial at the start, but, or letter from the editor. They Holy use shit, different this paper. This is really good. He said, we're using different paper stock too. The cover's not flimsy. The cover is, you, it's like You hard. can tell. Yep. So, because people know, they know now, look, we need more than just nudes. We need fucking Oh, that there's, mole there's my, there's my there's my lesbian crush right there you know what I heard if you cut that mole off her neck you could present it at the Peterbilt dealership and they'll give you a brand new truck 
I love me some Rachel. We, well, she's very, very smart. I was actually thinking this last week, I think it might have been the shower or something, and I was thinking about the time I went off on my Rachel Maddow fantasy. This is really yeah, it's good. great, don't you think? Yeah. They're doing a little more stuff like details and GQ where they're advertising products. Um, for example... Like Esquire. Esquire does the same that's thing. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, so it's like uh, you can look at the indices in the back and see, like, here's what uh, bracelet Scott Glenn was wearing in this picture. So you know what I mean? I like it. I do, too. I like that it. girl has a green eye and a blue eye. There's a name for that. I cannot remember, but there is a... Yeah, it's called Australian Shepherd. It's a dog. (laughs) It's a fucking dog. There there is a term for it, and uh, that's awesome. Uh, Our next break, I'm definitely digging through this. This is really... Here's the deal. (laughs) Okay. And it is the truth. Just like you said, uh, porn is... And whenever they did their press release, release about doing this... They even said that, that you can find porn on the net. You can find naked chicks yeah, if, at the drop of a goddamn If they didn't hat. acknowledge that that's the thing, then it would be stupid. Right. What I thought they were going to do is throw out any pretty pictures at all. I thought it was going to be know. like Maxim. That's what I was scared of. I thought it was going to look like a Maxim or a Stuff magazine, but it's very artsy. It's really well done. I, I have no problem with this. It even feels different just in your hand yeah. like the the paper stock feels different i don't know who I did like this it. and by the way we need to look that up who who did it but well you know his hefner's daughter was the editor for quite a while and then mm. she handed it over to one of hefner's sons really that's right he was the one who supposedly got in the relationship with one of the centerfolds there was a big deal about that um but I don't. I think this is a completely separate editor now. I think this is different than the you family. Know what? And I everything. bet you're right. I bet they they said, "Look, we're going to take it from this publishing house and we're going to move it somewhere else." Much like GM did with Cadillac. Look, we can't get good marketing people in Detroit, so we're going to take it to New yeah, York. Yeah, Maybe they did yeah. something like that. It sure looks it. I hey, love it. Um, I fucking love let's, it. Let's do take a break. Um, we've been on a country kick. We acknowledge that, <laughs> that yes, this we week. Anyway, this guy Sturgill Simpson. You heard of this guy? I believe I have. Well, I think I heard him coming when I was driving him from Blingo one day. Yeah, he the the name of the album is Meta Modern Sounds and Country. Oh my god. It's exactly what you think it is. There's some trippy shit in there. He sings okay. about psilocybin, marijuana. Uh anyway, really? the song is called Turtles on the Way Down. I really want to play this for you. Um but he's real hot right now. The problem is he's only got one album out, so he's he new. and that Chris Stapleton guy are the new guard. Dude, yeah. The the hipster, the hipster country. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Episode 54. Yep. Uh, I've seen him in a Met the devil in Seattle. Spent nine months inside the lion's den. Met Booty yet another time. Showed me a glowing light within But I swear that God was there Every time I go to the eyes of my best friend 
Hey, Bob. Right, we're back yes. on the Jello Podcast, yes. episode 54. I got to say something about the production of this. Okay. Um, I think it's. I think they goofed. I think the vocals are way too hot. I think he sat a long way away from the mic, and they tried to bring it up so that tried they could to present it, up. it so that they could uh, present it on the radio, and it it flat out overdrives. Uh, that's not me mixing it the wrong way, buddy. <laughs> and, and normally it is, but this, I, I'm, I think so. It's sort of like that Metallica album where the guy that remastered it didn't even put his name on right. it because right. it was too hot yeah. and it was fucking noisy and it fucking distorts. I wouldn't be surprised. That, well, no, this is country. It's a different thing. Did you did you ever listen to the Loretta Lynn album that Jack White did? No. Okay. You should. I know what you're talking about. I've heard some of the stuff on there. Go on. There are some things that should not be messed with and should be kept very simple. And I think Such that as? Um, almost every Rick Rubin album, he Work. basically takes them and goes, okay, you've gone this far in your career and you've been produced this way. Let's go back to when you first played, and that—that's how he did. What with did the you love about Beastie that Boys sound? albums? Um, All Def Leppard, Tom Petty, the the fucking Tom Petty album Enough he fucking said. produced, fan damn tastic. It's a there's a reason why we still listen to Rocky Erickson's old shit. There's a reason why. 
Okay, don't fucking. Oh god, damn it! I just well, listened to Two Headed Dog today. I and don't went. think Rick Rubin ever did any production on any of Rocky Erickson's. No, no, no. But I'm just bringing that up as a as a uh, kind of as a control in the experiment. That there's a reason why we why our ears appreciate a simple because sound. We know what shit is. Yeah, right. Rocky Erickson is that. Right. Okay. Right. Thank you. You know, for acknowledging it, that there's a, there's a there's a I I like that song a lot. I will definitely listen to that guy because it's fucking simple. Yeah. It's simple. Stapleton, by the way, that, excuse me, that microphone thing, he was on Saturday Night Live uh, about a month or two ago. Yes. Did you happen yeah. to catch it? I did. I did. He was backed off the mic a lot too, and they had to amp it. You couldn't, you couldn't really? hear him. If you knew what song you're listening to, which I think it was a, a remix of Tennessee Whiskey. I just hate his beard. I know. I fucking hate this stop it just stop you don't write a fixie just relax all right man <laughs> Almighty, i know it right i uh, there, anyway, there's Sturgill something Simpson to say does. about that fucking simple sound and that's good producers will bring that out in people like jack white did with the loretta lynn album um uh, he again he like sort of revived her not he that really, she needed it but she, she was irrelevant she was a little irrelevant. She hadn't done anything in quite a while. Why did he go after her? I, I know this is old news, but I, I don't. I think he just appreciated her. Do you remember he, what he made the just CMA dug awards? deep one time and like I listened to all these albums. God damn! Do you remember the CMA when she yeah. won and she brought him up on stage? No, I don't remember. Yeah, that. she brought cool. him. Yeah, she brought him up on stage, and it was super respectful was very very nice and through a haze of did she lithium win? and xanax oh my and, god and, and rosé <laughs> shit she still looks good fuck it yeah she still look, she's fucking 80 years old she still looks fucking fantastic she still looks really damn good i i've i will say this every damn time if Dolly Parton wanted to fuck me, I'd fuck the shit out of Dolly Parton. Who wouldn't? I, she's, she's 80 goddamn years old. I she's still, probably not. She's probably still. like 60 or 70. But still, I, for who she is and the way she looks, shit. Well, you know, there's this, those that are in showbiz get a lot of work done, you know. And sometimes it, it can go horribly wrong. She has had work that went horribly wrong. It's come back around again. And really I, guess, I think she, like, they have a maintenance plan with that. <laughs> and, she, dude, if you ever see her around younger men, she fucking hit on them. I, just blatantly. Just say blatantly. She's vivacious. 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 Something like that. I take a magazine here, Bob. I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Uh, it's called Austin. I got that. Monthly. I got that. Do you take this mag? Me off, yes. I got what did you not like about fucking this month's angry Austin about Monthly? That. Okay. So, um, <laughs> how dare they get eight unbelievably rich musicians up there to comment on the state of the average musician in Austin and in the same fucking magazine have an article about what what $625,000 gets you in a fucking house fuck them fuck them uh, I hate to even say fuck Britt Daniels fuck Andy Langer fuck them let me they let, don't I'll handle know. this part oh, look at you. I'll handle this part okay um, 
I'm going to let you off this ledge. I'm going to talk you back down. State of Music in Austin, moderated by Sarah Thurmond, photographed by Jonathan Zizzo at Arlen Studios. Very South Austin. <laughs> yes. I've been to those studios, by the way. Yeah, this is... Okay, uh, as our city booms, our musicians and venues being left behind, we put together a round table of seven industry leaders that Bob Brown hates to get their insight. <laughs> they are as follows. Elizabeth, Elizabeth McQueen... Do you know who that is? I do. I do. What did, what did she do? What's she known for? Um, she Isn't she the one? She played with Asleep by the Will for a little while, She was right? a backup member for Asleep at the Will, yep. yep. Um, a DJ on KUTX. That's mm-hmm. around here. That's cachet. Andy Langer. Of course. Uh, who doesn't know who that jackal is? Okay. So uh, you don't have to tell. Okay. A writer for Esquire, dude. They just, yeah, he they does. Just he, cut and paste his yeah, shit he from does. Texas Monthly. Hey, you know who Tyranny Johnson is? I do not. Uh, he's also known as T Double. <laughs> do you know who he is? I know. I, do, I do. He's a hip hop artist here in town. He's an MC producer, Black Fret advisory board member, founder of Urban Artist Alliance. C Black. Yeah. See uh, a lot of. In other words, he flushes his money down the toilet. Um, um, Renee. Collins. They didn't have MC Overlord. Was he busy that day? or That's why T-Double got it. He took the torch. Uh, Rene Collins, do you know who that is? This is the person that heads up HAM, which is the Health Alliance for Austin Musicians. By the way, you have to make next to nothing to receive any of those benefits. It's, it's horse shit. Is it? it? It's not horse shit. What they do is great, okay? Back they just they, don't have the scope. Back when they started, they were a good on. thing. They were. And... I, Cause, I, I don't want to talk bad about the organization because it does do good things, good things for sure. some people. Uh, it's not equipped. I've known a couple musicians that have been helped by Ham, but at this point, and, and their experience was what? Shit. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Yeah, they had a hard, they had a, they had a rough time. They had a rough time. Mm, I'm going yeah. on that very yeah. same thing. So I just hate seeing Britt Daniels. Well, uh, Don Pitts. You know who that is? Mm-hmm. What, well, what's he known for, Bob? Uh, he's a producer. Didn't he produce for quite a while? Is it- Yeah, he's sort of a, one of these flag wavers. He's a music program manager, City of Austin Economic Development go. Department's Music and Entertainment. By the way, you don't have to capitalize every one of those fucking words. <laughs> he, so basically, he's, like a, he's in the city council's pocket is what he is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He makes sure that South by Southwest pays them the and right if you're, money and so if that you're everybody bar, in Terrytown can enjoy it. If you're a bar owner and you're friends with him, then you're getting good fucking musicians. You said it right yeah. there. Okay, uh, James Moody. Oh, uh, Everybody knows who fucking James Moody uh, He's is. the Mohawk owner. Yes. Um, I have no problem with this guy. Kidding. Austin Music People... <laughs> Co-founder, partner at Transmission Events. That's a booking and management place, I guarantee it. And promotions. He does what Jake does. He makes money wherever he can. Yeah. If yeah. if he feels like somebody that's putting on an event is overpaying, what he'll do is take over and say, you give me $10,000. I'll book it for you. Make sure you don't get fucked on the back end. Right. So instead of overpaying it 100000 you get this artist for fifty. By the way, I'll tell you, got her for fifty. I don't get her for <laughs> So he makes ten. It, yeah, it, they, it, that's what Jake's name is, the Grifter. So, and then Britt Daniel. Of course, everybody knows who fucking Britt is. I thought he won a Grammy. I was so wrong about that. I went to a badass party at his house one night. By the way, a fucking great party. I didn't leave that party until five thirty in the morning. That's how good the fucking party was. He is a 
he has made a lot of good stuff. He he has. Yeah. He really has. I mean, uh, but you don't will, like him because I don't like that they included him in this. I don't like that they included any of these people in this. These are very well-established people who made the right moves and they don't know what the people out there right now who are making the wrong moves are do. They can't put themselves in their shoes. The, the very first, if you read the very first section of that um, interview or that forum or whatever the fuck I you want to call it. I couldn't get past reading who was on it. It's, then I'll they find don't fucking know. They don't fucking know. They don't know what the, the musician out there making 25000 is struggling with here in fucking Austin. Correct. They and can't do that. And I'd like to take it a, a level deeper, not to interrupt, but I'm going to interrupt. <laughs> At the core of all this, what is art and what is not? Your shitty CD is not art. But at some point, we've got to decide who gets those benefits and who doesn't. And... Spoon doesn't need them, but that music's good. So says the people. I, so I think there should so be says some. Me. So says me. Something. Take a test. If you can sell fifty fucking CDs, we will give you some benefits. God damn it! Ted Cruz for president. <laughs> still yelling. Still yelling. Sorry about that. It's no. It's. I didn't mean to sidetrack you, but uh, I, th- that's I, the crux I of this whole thing. On, I got this magazine on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And I. You take it, you're taking this. Ranted. Mag. I'm not. Where did you get this magazine? Mandy, uh, of course. <laughs> hey, I take it. You don't have to feel. Uh, yeah, go on. So you saw it Thursday. You, how are you going to include again? Again, to revisit it, how are you going to include uh, a talk about music and musicians here in Austin? Which, when let's be honest. you're so far detached, yeah. I, I let's be I honest. Uh, let's be honest. Live music is fucking dying here. It is fucking dying at a rapid damn rate, which is one of the reasons why so many people moved here. And yet, in the same magazine, again, 600... It's it's right there on the cover. What how what kind of house will six hundred twenty five thousand dollars? Really? Are you fucking kidding me? Really? I, I thought it was pretty arrogant of them to run that fucking story. It at least they know their demographic. This you is know? true. This I is mean, true. Well, what the average, the median house price here in Austin right now is two hundred thirty. Yeah. 40. Yeah. Two hundred thirty thousand dollars. You know. So of course, yes, they know their demographic. That is true. But those of us that have been here for a while, uh, I want to burn There's that pockets. magazine right now. I, I want to burn it in effigy and, and, and dance will. around it. Yeah. I'm glad I got you why fired up You have here. to fucking this anger me so goddamn quickly. I why we do this God. thing on the Jello Potting Cast? <laughs> Keeping in the country theme, we're at the 30-minute mark. Okay. Oh, perfect. Perfect, perfect. I think you're a little upset. <laughs> I'd like for you to go in the bathroom and barf and come back. I bought a bunch of old country. I got a couple gigs. Well, we talked about that. We, we're, I, we're on a little bit I, of a country let kick. Let me prop myself. Do it, do it. So I got this band called Hot Tub Country. Damn right you do. What would Burt Reynolds listen to in 1975 in a hot tub? What would be on the hi-fi? That's what Hot Tub Country plays. Give it to me. What do you got? Give it to me. I'm excited. <laughs> See you in a minute. Well, you can.
you think that it ain't feeling right But darling, there ain't no getting over me Well, you can say that you need to be free But there ain't no place that I won't be Sweet darling Um, so that this is that not a, a very bit. loud discussion very quickly during that break by the way yeah, we're, we're not jello pot and cast we're not doing politics yeah no no we refuse to yeah. two things we don't do well three we don't do two shows in one night we don't make fun of other we podcasts. tried one time that was a huge fucking mistake no longer <laughs> we don't make fun of other podcasters no and what was the last one um uh, was it no politics again? No <laughs> politics. Yeah. Um, oh, and we don't do an episode without Detroit being mentioned. So that this is not a Detroit free episode. I was listening to a news program the other night. Best quote I've heard in a long time. Detroit has become the current poster child for urban decay and job loss. Oh, Fox News. There you go. Yeah. I can't. Okay. It is. It. I guess. Look, industry's moved. 
Michigan. There's nothing to do there. When I look at the state of Michigan, I start nothing looking wrong. at it like Escape from New York. I think it's starting to become like that. But you know me. I am a big cheerleader yeah, you're for, down for fucking the, Detroit. Yeah, hard scrabble. Absolutely. And they've got a big... It reminds me a lot, and I think I've even said this on the podcast before. It reminds me a lot of, of New York in the 70s. Okay. I think you're going to have a... It needs to reinvent itself. It, I think it's already starting to do that. I do it really, too. Well, shit, they had a debate at the fucking Fox Theater right there in fucking Detroit, you know? And that theater is gorgeous, by the way. But you're starting to see a... A local economy, which I will it's say, got to start from somewhere, and why not downtown? It does. Yeah. It does. Uh, downtown, Greek Town, over by the stadium. It takes a while for an economy like that to um, to bloom. The problem with Detroitians, and you're absolutely right, they don't like people. Somebody's going to have to get rich as this co- goes along. As that city becomes more successful, somebody's going to have to get rich, and they'll fucking get pissed about it you can't do grassroots shit in a asphalt jungle me and my little quota 2016 everybody <laughs> me and my little brother actually gotten a little bit of a uh of a terse dialogue yeah about okay. the Nothing situation in flint yeah all right and it's i even said to him, if here here's the deal whenever you are a local and whenever you are yeah. proud of your state or your city you will you tend to fight pretty hard for it i don't do that with austin anymore i used to i don't at all but it's nice to hear michiganders my brother included that it matters it matters to him and for him to actually he he was standing up for Uh. the government there he was actually standing up for him and you know uh, we as an outside well we're all we, we don't live there we really, we only know what the news tells us. Whereas, whenever you live in a certain spot, you yeah, hear kind of no, like we you know hear local the gospel. politics, right? And right. Other people don't. All right. they hear is the sunny side up of ooh, like Apple we know, move to Austin. We know the we Rick Perry sucks dick. That. We know that. We know he sucks dick. Yet everybody <sighs> else, no, everybody else thinks it's just a rumor. But we know that, you know. Careful. You're, you're you're getting very close to politics. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Theremin, new music. Which one do you want? Um, I say we go. With, I say we do the Faith No More. I need to hear this. It's really damn good. Okay, so of course, how did you find out about this? It's four months old. I'm just not hearing about it. This whole deal, um, holding back, dog. Uh, started happening around the time that everybody was doing their reunion tours. Uh, like we were talking about Dinosaur Jr. Goo goo dolls. Goo goo fucking dolls. Uh, they don't fucking count. Matchbox 20. Same thing. Yeah. Um, so they have come out with a new album. And this is the single off the album. And it, it's it's exactly what you want for Faith No More. You wanted... You wanted... you When somebody does What a, do you want from Faith No More? Do you want Uncle Bungle? Or do you want like... That one with the eyeball in the hand, that cool video. I, I think that's what you want. Uh, I want that. I do. But not to take away from the Uncle Bungle days. Not to take away from that at all. That's why I have a problem with them coming back. Because I thought you were going to say that that's the best shit. No, sorry, go ahead. It, it, was, it was what it was for the time. 
Mandy and I went to the um, went to the Blanton Museum. Mm. They have an exhibit there right now called "Come As You Are," which is all '90s. Uh, it's all '90s uh, art. I felt sad because <laughs> that was twenty. There was nothing years to ago. fucking rebel against. So the art was is of course around that time very fucking lame. There were a few standouts, but um, whenever you revisit that time, you want that. You don't want a reinvention. That goes all the way back to exactly how we were talking about the I Jack White point. and the Laura. I get your point. You want that. Here's another thing, any of our listeners who happen to live in Austin, if you take a mixtape from the 90s to the Blanton, you get in free. No kidding? Yeah, they put in their archives for people to listen to there at the museum, and you get in free. Oh, that's fucking that's great. I fucking love fucking fantastic. It. I love that was a great goddamn promotion. Not a lot of people it. know about it, and I actually even talked to the museum director. Did you? That's fucking Yeah. That's a great promotion. This is the sunny side up. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna check. It's probably gonna be the can't find a place to pigeonhole this that means it's good the first thing i wanted to do was say oh you mother <laughs> but the pre-chorus chorus it's, it's faith no more the arrangement's good it is ex- it is fucking faith no more is his boy's voice buried in there to you Forget it. I, I, I'm going to tell you something after the song that's really going to trip you out.
You don't have to reinvent yourself. You don't have to. You don't have to fucking re- you just have to be Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, you already Look, I chicken skin for you. You got chills, don't you? I did. I did. Hey. Yeah. That's exact. That you is already cracked the code to get into the music business. Okay. Why would you deviate from that? So they did a scientific study on the range of voices, uh, on voice range, yeah. on who, who um, Roy Orbison at the top of the heap. They took, um, they they basically took four octave range. All, all these fucking vocalists and said, okay, who has the largest vocal range? Roy Orbison. He was first. Horse shit. No, he was first on the scientific spectrum. That's ages. He has the largest vocal range. Second is somebody I'm going to mention that none of y'all know. Conway Twitty. Diamante Glass, which nobody's going to know who that is. Of course, I'm going to know who that is. But no, Roy Orbison was high. He was in the top 10. Okay. We're, Credit but where credit's due. Yeah, I get your point. He has the, which if you listen objectively, especially to their old stuff, that fucking range goes from yeah. that deep bass all the way to that crazy-ass falsetto that he does. Thank God Wayne Coyne doesn't have that kind of range because we would never be able to get rid of him. <laughs> At least we can slot him in somewhere. God damn. Talk about left turn, by the way. Good pull. I, I like that. Ah, it's fucking and that's, good. And that's released as a single, not on an album. Right, right. Good. So we only have to pay their management 45 well, to 75 There you go. <laughs> I have a stupid ad for you, but I only have one. Uh, I'm excited. And you're going to love this. And if <laughs> thank you for listening again. Just bear with us here. This is theater of the mind. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. This is a, it's a fucking Hyundai commercial. You hate this guy. Is that who I think it is? That comedian? No, no, but he looks a lot. (laughs) Better. Right now, take advantage of our limited millennials during the Hyundai Seize the Moment sales event. Fucking millennials. Oh, it's a fucking event to get saddled with $26,000 worth of Hyundai. I fucking got keyless remote, bitch. Well, you saw saw the uh, epic Twitter battle I got in with. was it Toyota? Charles Mond uh, Volkswagen. Thank oh you for doing that. Oh, God. That was huge. Hold on, dog. I got to hear this again, dog. Woo! Is this Inception? Nothing like a silver two-door. To start something. Oh, God. Thank you. I can fit that car in my truck bed, by the way. You're not seizing at any moment. There is, you're, she just seized $26,000 worth of... She's pretty cute, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, tell me what is it that annoys you about that ad? By the way, do I need to go back and do it again? Is it boom? Is it that? Oh, of course they're coming out of a coffee shop. Of course they are. Yeah, this on, is your on top of the to fucking world. They they have the faces like they're getting right in now, a Bentley. Take advantage of our limited time offers during the Hyundai Seize the Moment. They look like they're getting like an Arnage tea. Like like they're they're getting like they're getting a 
fucking Hyundai. Come on now. We're moving on up like a boss. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Okay, um, we promised the people this. I need a two sentence description of these movies. Okay. Okay. Um, are you ready for this? Or I am. Did you have something? No, I am. I'm excited actually. You you teased this to me just a few days ago, and I was like, oh yeah, I yeah, can do this. Uh, if you're listening, I asked Bob, hey, you want me to send you a list of these movies so that you can have something prepared? He goes, no. Do it on I the just, I, I'll know. I know you're, you're not a cinephile, but you do, you have watched a lot of movies. I do. I do. I, I, Would you consider I, yourself a cinephile? Maybe, no, because maybe. I'm not, I'm not bougie. I'm not bougie. Uh, a cinephile is somebody who will watch like a Fellini film and then give you like a Fucking forty-five minute diatribe on it. No, I get it. I will kill me. I will watch fucking uh shit. I, I watched the goddamn Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie the other day, and you know what? I liked it. Let's start with that. Give me a two sentence description of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ooh. Um. Do you want some time? Uh. No. No. I can do this. Um. Let's this see. Is the, um, this is a uh, sort of a just to loosen you up a little bit. Genetically mutated. Like genetically mutated. Genetically mutated turtles. Oh, fuck. Yeah, this is harder than I thought, actually. I knew. Um, I knew you couldn't do uh, this. Oh, hot reporter discovers genetically mutated turtles that have turned into ninjas to come save New York City. You nailed it. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. That was one long run-on sentence? Ah, fuck but it. But if you... You could divide it. You can fucking divide okay, it. Okay, you, right? got, you got this then. This is no problem. That's your theremin right there. Okay. I hate the Beach Boys, by the way. I hate them like I hate the Beatles. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Thomas Crown Affair. Ooh, ooh, um, uh, Fucking knew it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Should have been James Bond remakes a theft. No, uh, okay. Should have been James Bond. Oh, oh, here it is. You get t- three tries only. Remington Steel remakes... A heist movie that takes place in a gallery that should have never been remade. I'm glad I haven't. Thank you so much. I didn't have to watch that fucking movie. But that's uh, Rene Russo is in that with him, uh, right? Uh, I'm going to let you breathe for <laughs> Okay, you ready? Yes. Yes. Do you, do you need some more time? No, no, I'm ready. I'm ready. Antoine Fisher. Never saw it. Then it's racist. never going to be seen. Fucking racist. Patch Adams. <laughs> oh, um, uh, doctor tries to make cancer funny. Nailed it. Yeah, there it is. St. Elmo's Fire. Oh, Ever seen um, it? I don't know what the fuck. The Breakfast Club grows up. You're really good at this. That's really all it is. It's a breakfast club is adults. All right. You heard it first yeah. on episode 54 of the Jello Podcast. <laughs> this is a new segment. I don't have to watch shit anymore. Uh, when Harry met Sally. Dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> uh, uh, dysfunctional relationship. Becomes famous for one scene where a woman fakes an orgasm in a deli. I knew it. I knew it. That's it. There it is. I certainly don't have to watch it now. 
You know how in baseball they say there's a game within the game? Yes. I think there's a game within the game on Harry Met Sally, but the come thing. Uh, Rob Reiner, didn't he? He wrote that, right? I didn't know who I don't that know. was. Yeah, I think it was. And he starred in it also. He was. Oh, no. He was in no. Forget Paris. Okay. I'm confusing my Billy Crystal Here. movies. I'll handle this. Citizen Kane. One word. Boring. I'm good with that. I'm just going to leave it there. I'm good with that. Fucking brother. boring, all right? That's, all right? that's just what it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was okay. really Are you hoping. ready? Yeah, you... Uh, Smokey and the Bandit, give me a two-sentence description. Oh, oh um... Oh, and you yeah. can't say Jerry um, or Reed. God damn it. Um, oh, uh, uh, it would be... I'm going to give you a few seconds. Okay, your few seconds are up. No, they're not up. Mustachioed man and his white trash friend smuggle coors across state lines and pick up a moderately attractive Sally Fields while running from Jack, from racist Jackie Gleason. Well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God! That okay. By the way, wow! I'm still reeling from that. Okay, Sally ready? Field's ass looked amazing in that fucking movie. She looked damn good in that goddamn movie. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, um, uh, you're that banker what killed his wife. <laughs> um, oh, Morgan Freeman narrates helps another white guy. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Black guy helps another white guy. Escape prison. No. Escape from prison. That was mine. I need to... We'll come back um, to this. It would be um, Morgan Freeman narrates <laughs> yeah. a film about a white guy escaping from prison. Wrongly committed. Okay. God damn what slacker? It. What's Slacker about? I don't know. You've never seen Slacker? No, and I won't. Really? I don't need to because you're about to tell me what's going to happen. What? I'm actually... Are we talking about the, the old Richard Linkletter? He's Rick to me. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, I'm in the background of that movie. By the way, just in case, look at this beard. Before Austin, look at this. Look at this. Slacker, you know what it's about? Nothing. Nothing. That's really. It's really about nothing. Yeah, it's just a random set of events. I know one events. thing about that movie. Mm-hmm. It seems as though it was filmed nonstop from one camera view. It does. I don't think it was, though. No, of course not. But it. What's the story about? Nothing. It's. Do you remember the old TV show on MTV called Austin Stories? No. This was uh like in '88. This was kind of before. Vaguely, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much that. It's just a bunch of random stories about hipsters before hipsters were called hipsters. I think the only reason it got acclaim is because the notion that it was filmed start to finish. Same camera. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Les Amis is in that. That that's where I'm sitting. I'm sitting at Les Amis. I hope you can pull that up. <laughs> um, not a curveball. There are two answers for this one. Please tell me. There's the answer that you would have given when the movie first came out, and there's the answer you would give now. Okay. Hit the channel guide. 1986. Top Gun. What's it about? Uh, you already know. You already know what I'm gonna fucking say. A homoerotic tale. It wasn't gay about, then. It wasn't gay then. If you were okay, I was a kid when I saw it. So 28 years ago, when I was a kid, it would be um, badass fighter pilots. It was a recruiting yeah, video. It, it would. Be, 
Absolutely. Kelly but, McGinnis looked like somebody's mom, dude. And now it's... Now it's a homework tale about guys in the Air Force Academy playing volleyball with their shirts off. Val Kilmer in that uh, shower scene when he leans up against that <laughs> pillar is the gayest shit ever. Michael Ironside almost seemed gay talking to... Uh, well, okay. we already know Tom Cruise is, so we're all with it. He is a wreck. Yeah, he's a mess. Uh, he's a fucking mess. What's Barbarella? Have you never seen Barbarella? No, I'm not going to really? watch it. Really? you're going to tell me right now. Um, Early sci-fi movie like when, that. Jay, when Jane Fonda looked good naked about Word. her fucking her way through the universe. Really? Yeah, that's pretty much what it is, yeah. There's a part where they. And she got to weigh in on the, her on the Vietnam War. Okay. That's it's great. around. It's it's after that time, and there's a part where they actually put her in a torture device called the Orgasmatron, and a guy That's gives why her that movie Orgasma. Okay. Yeah, gives her orgasms. Yeah. On that along that same vein, I know what Flash Gordon's about, <laughs> but how would you do it in two sentences? Oh, that's so homoerotic. Also, um. Oh shit! Um, uh, football star who finds out he's a superhero saves the universe. Simple solutions to complex problems. That's an easy one. That's what yeah. you offer. That's us. a very easy one. <laughs> I was so hoping you were going to give me girls as one of the ones. Cause... Well, I want to talk about that next. Yeah, uh, I have questions for you because okay. look, you keep up with Walking Dead and you keep up with girls. I, I think you sort of orbit around it. I don't think you watch Yeah, girls. I don't watch girls, but I do know a lot about that whole situation, yes. When I found out that Brian Williams' daughter yes. is on that show and got her ass eaten, yeah, she did. I fucking Googled the shit the out internet. of that. You yeah. immediately... That was a... She's beautiful. She's totally hot. She's very good looking. And that ass eating scene... Was I've, it good? I've, fuck yeah, I've done that before. Fuck yeah. I will eat groceries all goddamn day long. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Was it as hot as everybody says? No. Is that show a soap opera? No. It's it's an unrealistic expectation for single women living in New York, just like Sex in the City. There's no way but those little, yep, four girls edgy. could fucking live in New York and make that. There's, It's impossible. There's no fucking way. I get it. But that scene, you know what? Seeing Allison Williams fucking asking me now was pretty goddamn hot. I got to admit. It really um, was. The main star of that, what's her name? Alina Dunham. Why does she get so much cred? She is what's known as, I think it's called a third wave feminist. What's that? It is the new wave of feminism that is coming up that is basically offended by everything. Okay. <laughs> as I'm a guy, offended by okay. my own uh, right to speak uh, out uh, on I'm this. Gonna, yeah. uh, listen, okay. uh, as a guy, of course, I'm a man, so I'm going to be a little jaded by it. Yeah. And I am going to present it with that jaded eye. So I'll go ahead and Look, preface it that way. The Potting Cast has only had one, two female guests. It's... So... Feel I can't free stand to speak her. Your mind. Yeah, I can't fucking stand her. I cannot fucking say. Why is she like uh, Sean Penn to you? Sort of just the fe- yeah. She is the um, sort of social like a- justice warrior equivalent to Sean Penn. Nobody I would say that. asked yes. you. I get it. Yeah, I did not ask your opinion. Just dance, monkey. Just act and just shut up. You know, I cannot stand her. 
I cannot stand her. I, I truly can't. Okay. I binged watched the first three or four of Walking Dead. Oh. This season. Ooh. Sadly, didn't get to go to the bar and watch it uh, with you guys. Well, yeah, we have a good time. What the fuck happened that they can just walk around amongst the the walkers? They cover themselves in dead blood. Okay, so... And don't make eye contact. That's it? They just that's now cracked much. that code? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I will... I'm going to I'm gonna fucking spoil the shit out of this. Fine. In the comic book, there is an actual tribe of people, and they have learned that if they skin the zombies and put their skin on them, they walk around basically in zombie skin suits. And that's how they just get around. Uh, a little bit like... Uh, the Hobbit puts on that ring. Nobody can see him. No, we can see him. Yeah, it's like their invisibility quote. Okay. cloak. They figure that out. Just now. They just started doing... I'm not done. Okay. All right. They All just right. started right. uh, initiating trade with other outposts of people. Right. Right. So you're caught it went, up. It went horribly wrong. It went a little rough. I love that they don't give a shit about the gore in this because one of those dudes attacked him. Somebody stabbed him in the jugular, and he bled all over the sheriff's face. And then he wore like the blood beard, like that's why that's what they call it. they call it Rick's blood beard. Like that's literally <laughs> what it is. No, I love it. That goes back to that whole fucking situation of why is it so easy to show just fucking crazy ass murder on TV? Yeah, you can't show a tit or pubic hair. Yeah, yeah, you can't fucking show that shit. It's it's stupid. There's a movie called This Film Is Not Yet Rated. Have you ever seen it? I have. It's it, When it talks about the rating system. You talk about ironic. It's a Mobius strip of irony. It's insane. It's, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. It shows you the irony behind the rating system. Speaking it's, of which, have you seen Deadpool? Yes. Did oh you like God. it? Fucking loved it. I thought it, it was great. Um, loved it. I thought it was really great. I, I thought it was super funny. I don't like Ryan Reynolds that much, but I thought the whip crack fast over and over jokes were good. The best part I, is I that, laughing out loud. People, that who don't, people who don't know or haven't read the Deadpool comic books, which you know, I'm a little bit of a comic nerd. Yeah, I've never read them, so I don't know. They don't, even they enjoyed it. They they portrayed him perfectly. The people that have read perfectly. it. Perfectly. And normally those people will be the first to fucking just they did cut the shit up. Perfect fucking job. Absolutely perfect on him. He broke the fourth wall. You know, that's the thing about Deadpool is Deadpool is the one comic book character in the entire universe who knows he's a comic book character. Really? Yeah. He knows he breaks the fourth wall because he knows that they are all comic book characters. And okay. that is uh, he did a great job. I don't know if anybody deep. else Come could have. think of it. Yeah. yeah you, you know. There's a there's I'm a sure. comic book where he kills, where he decides he's going to kill all the superheroes, and then he goes and starts killing the comic book artists. They they wouldn't be in existence. It's if they, fucking great. It's great. Yeah, he, he breaks the fourth wall because he knows it's all fake. Can I go back to Walking Dead real quick? Yes. Go for it. On the cover of Men's Health, which is normally some douche, uh, super in shape guy uh-huh. Norman Reedus from uh, Walking Dead oh, is on God, the cover of course, of course he's got a cut off black pearl snap and his guns are showing down oh my god is he really that fit probably 
Probably. Fine. Well, I know the big thing was when he was in that. What's that fucking movie that I fucking cannot stand? Uh, the movie where him and his brother, they're Irish kids in Boston. Oh, what the fuck is that? Yes, uh, Baytown St- or something. Boondock, Boondock, Boondock Saints. Saints. I cannot stand that movie. Oh, that's his. Mm-hmm. That's I get. That's it. kind of his big thing. I I can't stand that movie. I think I'm one and of so the you only him one of, because of that. Okay. Not a huge fan of his. I like the character he plays. If you're but, listening, do you like Norman Reedus? Do you know? Yeah. yeah do you like know. Boondock Saints? No. Would you give me a two sentence description? Actually, I've seen that movie. <laughs> Boondog Saints Two is the one I want. You have any more new music for us? Um, you know, actually, I do, but it's going to take us a second. So That's you want to? I want to jump out, and when I come back, stupid drinks. You have a, a little <laughs> bit of new music. I want to show you this theremin douche. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's keep it in the same vein of country. You wanna? Yeah, let's do that. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I want to go back to this uh, Sturgill guy. I really, man, I just really like this. This is a cover of, uh, look, you'll know. Show a podcast episode 54, <laughs> The Quiet Storm. Bobby Brown, Brian yeah. Upshumper. Don't look too strange You know in the end I'll always be there But when you're in doubt And when you're in danger Take a look all around And I'll be there I'm sorry but I'm just thinking of the right words to say I know they don't sound the way planned them to be If you wait around while I'll make you I promise, I promise you I will Your days through And so is your temper You know what to do Sometimes if I shout It's not what's intended These words just come I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking the right words to say. I know they don't sound great, planned to be. But if you wait around a while, I'll make you fall for me. I promise you, I promise. 
Bob just shit. said, this is pretty fucking good. It hey, really country is music a good circus goddamn is remake. You know wow. who's going to be able to hang on? Jason Aldean. Guys like Luke Bryan. I'm about to barf. Uh, Brantley Gilbert. <laughs> David Ball, hang on. David Ball, yeah, I can see that. Brantley Gilbert, gone. God damn Dave, His management's already pitching him as pop music. That's, I'm telling you, that's what every fucking country PR person will do. Will fucking guide towards goddamn pop. Well, and I, here's I, why they start in country. Sorry to stop you. Because they're more friendly to artists than rock is. They'll put you on a tour with somebody and let you. Well, you know, the number one, the number one type of type of music that's sold in New York City. Country. Country music. Not this. This sounds like Everly Brothers. I promise you. I promise you. Hmm. Pretty good, huh? He literally took one of my favorite songs as a teenager. Did you remade it? Did you mess it up? Great, damn. No, he. I never realized that that song could be could be a great goddamn country song. Yeah, wow. I totally agree. Fucking wow, damn good, mm. Mm. damn mm. fucking mm. good. Mm. My drink is fantastic, by That's the way. That's liquor, son. Damn right. You were saying is. you would subscribe now to Playboy? Yes, I would. Yeah, I would. I, I I think that I will. Look, there's something for the printed word on a piece of paper. Look. I can't read news all night. I'm definitely not reading a book right. online. I can't do that. I can't do it. Something... It, it does something with my eyes. I can't do it. I have to have the actual book. And that's the thing. I either read a book or I read a magazine before I fall asleep. What, are you reading anything now? Yeah, I'm reading the Small Arms Encyclopedia. <laughs> Some, some light reading. Right next to my super liberal um, hating guns girlfriend. She fucking loves it. <laughs> I'm reading the uh, authorized biography of Lane Staley. Um, well, that's... Battles and Chains. That's something. The first four chapters are fucking boring as shit, man. It's like reading a post-it note, pick up bread. It's so... Ugh. I'm going to recommend, okay, I'm not a big fan of rock autobiographies. What like, story is there to tell? We already know. We fucking know. We saw uh, it happen. Nikki Six also, remember Nikki Six wrote one. You know who else? Everybody. <laughs> the drummer for Aerosmith. I see him at, uh, by the way, he lives in Georgetown. Uh, Jay Kramer is his Oh, name. yeah. He, he opened up a the- coffee shop. Yes. Yeah, what's it called? It's called Rockin' Coffee it's or something? It's called Buy My Book Coffee Shop. <laughs> the, yeah. So go go on. Yeah, everybody. Okay. Like, the only one rock autobi- autobiography I ever liked was called Please Kill Me. It wasn't it, Sammy Hagar's uh, No, it's by under. Richard Hell from television. Like the old CBGB days. Okay. It's fucking fantastic. It's really good because it. Why? Because of his struggle with 
well that too Stuff. but I, I don't even think it talks about that but it talks about the his initial meetings with all sorts of people like when Lou Reed met Patty Smith he asked if he could take a shit on her chest that's how he hit on her and then she said <laughs> nice pass yeah she said no and he goes okay how about this just lay on the ground I'll put a plate on your face and I'll shit on the that's plate that's a St. Louis steamer yeah. that's something else that, that's a bold move that's a bold damn move It's the music business change. But that that's one of that's one of my favorite autobiographies. But I, I besides Hunter S. Thompson or or um or something like that, I've I've never been able to really get into rock autobiographies. It just seems self like self grandizing. Yes, a yes. lot like that show vinyl. What's that sound? What the that's fuck? rock and roll, boy. Hey, I gotta buy some weed. Well, you better go to the bad part of town and get held up by a Negro. It's so dumb. It's everything's on the nose. It's that's so Scorsese. Obvious. That's fucking Scorsese. He's the. I, I think I texted this to you. He's you the only director that can get away with racism. It's it's amazing. You were absolutely right. NPR well, wrote an him article. and Spike Lee. Those are the two only directors like, yeah. that get away with and on the opposite side of the spectrum. NPR loves vinyl. They said, man, they captured the essence of the 70s. The Guardian said, these two fucking old shitheads have forgotten about what it's really like. And to yeah. them, that's a, it's a, a, a fantasy. It's, and it's, it's a, not even what it it's was It's a like caricature. Then. It's a fucking caricature. Yeah. To, you know, his initial gang, Scorsese's original gangster <laughs> and movies. And they think that's heady. I, I saw that same and I, I listened to the same that, that same NPR thing. Yeah, go on. And I haven't even watched the fucking show, and I already knew I wasn't. I when I saw the trailer, you. I wasn't going to fucking watch it. I already what? knew. That's the reason I watched it. Oh, was it? I when I saw you. the trailer, I just went. That's you knew it typical. Was be? Yeah, that's typical fucking out of touch Scorsese. That's exactly what. Look, that is. the marketing was slick, man. Hashtag. Bobby Brown watches vinyl. <laughs> All right. Um, this is a new band. I think you're really going to like it. Oh. So what do you think? What? This guitar work? Is, th is this Joe Satriani? It's lucid. <laughs> this is metaphysical. This is horrible, by the way. You're, Whoever you're did this should be stabbed in the eye with a chopstick. Like, <laughs> you've only got 30 seconds. It gets really good here in a second. We're about to get to the meat of it. Here, I'll save you. The ending. Look at that. Beautiful. You must have been very bored. Very, very fucking bored that night. I see. It's funny because at I least, just painted, at I least just you painted did that. My masterpiece. I would have spent that time masturbating. So see, that's you. You at least Who made says something. Says I wasn't. <laughs> this I'm makes me for sad for the guitar. Is yeah. what it, it makes me sad for the invention of the guitar. Is what it does. <laughs> um, a quick story. One time, uh, I was driving out to Lubbock, Texas, which is in West Texas, and from Dallas, which is a six-hour drive. And um, my old man, who's kind of an, a cowboy, a real-life cowboy, actually. And he goes, 
Brian, just think about here on the plains when these guys came through here. They didn't, you know, they're running cattle and they didn't know which directions to go. He goes, they didn't have, they didn't have any uh, basis other than the stars. I go, they had compasses. He goes, cowboys didn't have compasses. I was like, yes, they did. The Chinese invented them 3,000 years before whatever you think's floating around up there in the space. They use the stars. They use the fucking stars. Camel, horse. Just like old old Texas dads, they're not going to give any fucking credit to anybody besides somebody from fucking Texas. So compasses, what? You know what? The Chinese probably said, we not give you stupid <laughs> compass. You want to break and come back and finish out or are you, what uh, you got? Yeah, let, let's break for a second and then we'll come back with our last segment. How's that sound? It sounds great, but I need you to name this band. You love EDM. Oh my god. The one who write this love song. Bruno Mars. Jack. <laughs> it's Afro Jack. We're back in a second.
a summer flame And I told my heart it was just a summer thing But you made me fall in the winter bloom In the spring from June to December was you and me And I told my heart it was just a summer thing It was just a summer thing This is on you for being sloppy. <laughs> uh, All right, last segment. You're yes. welcome. You're welcome. Episode yes. 54 of the yes, Jello yes. Podcast. <laughs> if you're listening, thank you so much. Listen more. Tell your friends. Yeah, sure. I don't know why. <laughs> so they can hear me talk dirty. Regrettable sex is the last thing you yes, want to go out is. on. Yes, it is. But before that, how many strings on a bass? Four. Sort of correct. There can be five. Uh, how many strings on a mandolin? Ooh, I'm going to go with seven. It's eight. Uh, how many strings on a fiddle? Four. How many strings on a bazooki? What the fuck is a goddamn bazooki? It's Greek. Um, oh, three. Eight. <laughs> okay, good job. Okay, uh, regrettable sex here. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. If you listen to this with any regularity, you know that Bob's freak level is at a fucking 15. It's I'm true. fairly conservative. I may have even lied about some things. Like Brian Williams. I don't even know but how to do that. Not my daughter eating ass. Okay. Um, I don't even know how to lie anymore. Like, I don't even know how to do it. I, I can't imagine. Hey, oh, what tangled webs we weave when at first we set out to deceive. You can't right. remember the lies you told and you just keep making more lies. Right, right. You stack, well just you stack own, them on. Just be who the fuck you are. You know, people just, really appreciate that. I hope so. And you never have so. to make an apology, nor do you have to wonder what you said to somebody. You don't have to double back. Never, ever. There's zero doubling back when you're just like, fuck it. Yeah, I've, I've done this. This Bob, is what I've done. You like skinny redheads. You're like, nope, I do not. Nope, nope, I like nope. big women. I want a thick girl. Thick girl. You can say that. I never <laughs> fucking said that. Oh, wait, Mandy, I love you. I think you're you're perfect proportioned. I, I can say, they'll be like, hey, you said you've never been penetrated. And I'll say, yes, I have. But I was sedated. <laughs> it was a camera. And I didn't like it completely. Maybe in the situation it was all right. I like to go in. <laughs> Uh, you're welcome, you, Logan, you for to, all this. <laughs> are you going to say, uh, I have three here that I'd like to share. I don't want to share, but I'm going to share them. And I'm going to make them quick. Okay. All right. You, let's do this. All right. You have to first say why you regret it and then say Okay, story, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think it'll shorten it. I think I was actually going to go with that anyways. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the last regrettable sex I had was with... A girl. Oh, you got to start with why. It's shameful. Um, Because she was a friend. She was a friend, and we could have been friends for a very, very long time. And you ruined it. Well, being that we were friends, we were open with each other talking about sex, so I already knew cool. what she liked and didn't like. Oh, you knew her kink. I knew her non-kink. Good enough. Yeah. And, of course... 
as I do, I took it over that line. I took it into my kink rather than her kink. Selfish. I was. It really was. But I just wanted to see her cry a little bit. Is that what? Is it? <laughs> I knew it. My. Oh, my God. God. Uh, you just literally, our listeners missed probably the best Thank fucking five minutes. God, nobody heard what I just confessed to. Fucking love it. Uh, Bob doesn't know how many strings are on instruments. Yep. Uh, butt stuff, homeless, tampon, torn. <laughs> um, oh, y'all are pregnant so, people. so, so unlucky My to not have heard that, any of that. God, you're the best, buddy. Thank you for doing this with me. Thank you for listening, guys. Episode 54 Absolutely. in the can, I guess. Hey, uh, what's this again? This is uh, The Clash, Guns of fucking Brixton. Dude, this drum... I'm still reeling. The shit we just said. Hallelujah. Great. I'm so glad I know all that shit. You know, I asked you, I go, hey, should we? I go, it wasn't recording. Should we do that? You go, you know what? It's fucking let it go. That bell won't ring the same. Hell no. Second time around. (laughs) Hallelujah. All right, big guys. See you later. Episode